Hey everyone. So a few weeks ago, I did tell you guys that I'd be interviewing a senior of mine, and she's special to me just because we delve into the same uh, field together, which is music therapy. Of course, I started off with wanting just to do music psychology research, but then over years, over months, over like days of us working together and hanging out with each other at the music department of UPM. I realized that actually music therapy has this powerful uh, strength to it, has a powerful focus to it, and she is the one that actually helps me to realize what those strengths are, how it can be used, why it can. I mean, like she is a bit different because she does dabble in other populations and she uses different instruments for her activities and and other and other aspects as well. But at the same time, I realized that. She's my music therapy sister. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very proud to introduce to you my music therapy sister, Miss Jingwen. Hey. Hi. Hi. Mm. Uh, I am graduation from. I graduate from UPM, same as uh, Bobby. So, I graduate from 2018, and I have been. Exploring music therapies since then, yeah. So okay. what what have you been up to like recently throughout this year, last year? Last year, yeah. Since last year, right, because of uh, MCO period, so I decided to really uh, teach first, teach, but because MCO period, so teach online, yeah. So previous year, like two thousand nineteen, I have been uh. Participate for the uh, music research mm -hmm. for the UPM. So I have been presenting my papers. Then after that, uh, maybe I will think about it, or actually maybe pursue for masters in music therapies later. Nice. Not now, currently, mm -hmm. but maybe two years or three years later. Until I found out my what is my goal direction etc yeah and when we can travel uh. yeah yeah true true yes actually i did apply for ukm uh -huh. uh, 2019 yeah i actually applied for ukm master's educational psychology uh -huh. master course but then i didn't get into it so Maybe I will apply for overseas music therapies after that. So you were you were saying like you were presenting about your research papers. Ooh, paper. Yes. Paper. Yes. Yes, research papers uh, for my degree courses. Uh, just wanted to try out whether how does it feel like yeah. we we doing again uh, presentation, etc. Yeah. Which journal did you get into? Sorry? Which journal did you get into? No, I'm just kidding. No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Presenting, just presenting. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what was your research about your FYP, your final year project? Tell us about it. Um, okay, uh, so basically I'm doing for my FYP is uh, children with dyslexia. So it's uh, exploring music-based uh, project. I would say exploratory studies 
in music-based uh, form to help children with dyslexia, especially, especially for reading skills, because dyslexia is a term that children with dyslexia have problems with spelling or decoding words, so they have uh, reading disabilities. So I try to use music, like singing, etc., uh, to help children to read or decoding as well. Yes. Mm. And and where was so, this? Oh, uh, I actually volunteer for the Angpang Dyslexia Association Malaysia. Yeah. So it's a. Center there, so I just went there and then volunteered myself. Mm -hmm. And I actually started my FIP research data there. Yeah, so before like really go into the FIP, I actually uh, get to know and understand how to sit, uh, teach children with dyslexia. Oh, yeah, that's so lucky. So even before the research itself. You already had some experience in doing that. Yes, yes. To also to make sure whether this topic or this subject, uh, is it? I really want to go in depth. Yeah. And did you? Because it's a challenge as well. Yeah. And did you find out like you had you really wanted to go in depth, or you just wanted to do it because you're curious? Or. Yes, that's also part of it. Uh -huh. Part of it. Yeah, because uh, not all research is related to learning disability, yeah. more on special needs children, like for example, autism mm -hmm. or Down syndrome or a lot of special needs children, but not specifically in children with dyslexia. Yeah. yeah. Actually, now, now that you mentioned that, that's a very interesting point. Like, why specifically dyslexia? Because Okay, so there's two points to this. Like, uh, mm -hmm. what's your curiosity towards dyslexia specifically, and is there actually a uh, a difference for like uh, kids with autism, ASD, kids with Down syndrome? So, ladies and gentlemen, we just I just have to clarify. In our degree program, our bachelor's in music program, we actually go through a introductory course in special education, music therapy, and in uh, child development. So we actually dabble in this ASD, uh, Autism Spectrum Disorder, and um, uh, verbal disabilities, and ch or children with uh, sight disabilities, children that cannot hear, and children with Down syndrome, and so on. So is there a reason that you didn't, you chose not to work with the other kinds of disabilities? I actually got interested because uh, part of the reasons is because my brother has uh, dyslexia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I wanted to know whether it's a genetic form or maybe it's a purely just, you know, sometimes their brain function differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's part of the reason also. Mm. Yes. And, and what did you find out? Like what, what did your research show? Oh. Uh, through research, I found that it's not entirely genetic cause, but uh, their brains function differently. Means that their brain, maybe the visual or the listening part, 
the oral part so maybe they cannot differentiate the sound phonemic awareness the uh -huh. sound of the letter names or they cannot blend in together yeah. that's why they have a disability, disability to blend or decoding the words mm -hmm. yeah yes and and that doesn't happen with those other kind of disabilities the other neurodiverse children uh no 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 just learning disability yes so they don't it means like a normal kid mm -hmm. which when which is when you present them a passage and then you ask them to read a storytelling mm -hmm. then they have problems with that maybe their brains function different like b to d mm -hmm. or maybe they reflect like mirror writing yeah sometimes it works like so yes so other than that they are okay yeah if you let them to do other things like drawing mathematics Playing yeah they are okay yeah, yeah 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 so that's why they require more um multi-sensory approach mm -hmm. yeah yes so with without looking at it from an academic perspective, right? Uh, just mm -hmm. you personally, do you actually agree when people say that um, children with uh, disabilities, not only children, but people in general with disabilities, either all those uh, disabilities that you mentioned, they actually have a higher sense of artistic value. Like they can play music better, they can draw better, they can... I don't know if for those that can't see, they can hear better, and those that can't hear, they can see better. Or something like that. Do you actually see like an improved level of uh, musicality in these dyslexic children compared to them? Uh, I think yes, because when they cannot write, mm -hmm. then they tend to draw more. Mm -hmm. So that's why if they draw more, they can actually really help them in overcoming the difficulties, the disability. So, for example, my brother, right, even though he cannot write that well, mm -hmm. but he uses drawing, so that's why his teacher approached him with mind mapping, which is very easy, which is easier for him to understand instead of the whole paragraph or the whole thing. Yeah, you just have to write down your notes in mind mapping form or bullet journal. So it's actually easier for them. And then they can draw, that they can remember. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Some, I, I saw some of the teachers in the DMA, Dyslexia Association, Dyslexia Malaysia Association. Huh? Yeah, DMA. Uh, they actually let the students to do the storytelling part. Like easy, like the Peter and Jean, something like that. Yeah, so for example, the cat is on the table. Yeah, and then the cat is under the table. So on and under, which way is on, which, which way is under the table. Mm -hmm. So it's a repeated words within the sentence, but the comprehension part is different. Ah, and also they have these letter names with sandpaper. So they can touch, oh. and then they will ask them to write, not like write on the paper, but ask them to touch and then feel it, 
and then they will know how does the pattern of the letter name like the big letter a and the small letter a so what is the difference so they can feel it yeah yeah or even the sand drawing part not sand drawing what is that called the magnetic sand drawing oh, oh i Some know that the sand glue thing yes 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 so they will actually write on it yeah because some of the students they will feel like writing again why why want to write on the papers because they will feel like i don't want to write anymore yeah. because they have been writing in schools so that's why when it comes to the center so they will let them have some easier approach for them still learning mm -hmm. but a different kind of a approach yeah yeah so you so, yeah you mentioned all the drawing and the writing and the uh and the coloring the sand the sand activities yes what you still haven't mentioned any music parts so i'm still curious like yeah. Yes, for the music parts, right? Oh, yeah. You mean for my, for my FYP or the center doing for the music? In, in in general, like you did mention that they actually prefer drawing and all, but do they actually prefer playing music to tell their story, or to actually explain something? Yes, but when they tell stories, they don't have music approach more. Even though they have an organ in the center, but they don't have music teacher to teach them the music part. So a lot of them sitting in the classroom and then uh, teacher teach them how to do it, etc. So when I came in, so I let some of the students to listen to some songs that they are familiar, like Humpty Dumpty, or maybe Baba Black Sheep, etc. etc yeah so some simple lyrics or the folk tunes that they remember and then ask them if they can recognize the word in the lyrics like for example rasa sayang if rasa they can immediately recognize the word and of the simple part like r a ra s a sa rasa like this yeah so this is the musical part that I'm doing for my uh, FYP, yes. But actually in my FYP, right, I actually let the students to listen more in rap song, <laughs> rap, rap, genre, uh, rap genre in uh, Humpty Dumpty, like Humpty Dum, Humpty Dumpty, like this. Oh, like, so. Yeah, because they have a uh, formulating syntax, which means they can, which means inability to blend letter sounds. So when you blend in hum, the dum, then you can really blend words together. Yeah. yeah. So decoding and also helps them in reading as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because singing a uh, rap song, right, you have to be fluent, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of rhythm, the lyrics, everything. Yeah. So it's also quite fun for them. Uh. So do you actually make songs with them? Not like just now you change the lyrics or change the uh, genre of singing. Do you compose songs with them? No, actually. But 
because I'm approaching children, so I use a lot of children's songs, which is applicable, can use in their lives, uh, I mean, daily life. Uh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So I actually search in YouTube, so what kind of uh, uh, folk tune songs they can, if they are able to understand. Yeah. So things like uh, score lyric analysis, like uh, you know, in in other music therapy approaches, there are lyric analysis or lyric composition. You write down your own. That doesn't work for these children. Yeah, no, because mine, uh, my project is exploratory studies, right? So specifically to help them in prosodic cues, mm-hmm. which means to help them better understanding in decoding first. And then blending the letters names. So these are the abilities that they will need to use in reading. Mm-hmm. Then after that, comprehension part, or after that, a grammar part. Yeah. Yeah. So it's much more easier than uh, maybe children with autism or children with Down syndrome. It's much more simpler. I would say like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Reading part. Yeah. Yes. So, do you still do all this with the children until today? Maybe not until today, lah. Until like recently. Uh, I think until two thousand nineteen. But I still get into other areas of music therapy, uh-huh. like for example, Doctor Ang's project, Hand in Hand project, etc. Ah, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. under UPM's music department, we do have a lecturer uh, named Dr. Ang Mei Fong, and she has uh, worked with the population, the, what do you call that, the Parkinson's population. And there's actually an association in Malaysia called the MPDA, the Malaysian Parkinson's Disease Association. And they have come to uh, UPM quite a few times to uh, participate in the choir performances or in uh, performances, events that specifically uh, highlight to raise, uh, highlight their population, to raise their awareness and to show that they are still uh, capable people despite what society might think otherwise. So yeah, keep going. Uh, yeah, so I think around 2019, yeah, after that then uh, maybe I will start, I mean currently start teaching first and after later, I can go overseas. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because need to prepare for the documents, etc. Mm. But first need to find the goal. What kind of uh, direction that I want to do in maybe future five years or 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. True. Actually, uh, speaking of which, right, now that you, you did mention that uh, choir with Dr. Ang, do you actually re- uh, see that your way to approach people changed before and after your research? Like, imagine if you didn't do your research, but then you help Dr. Ang with the, those performances, those hand-in-hand perform- that hand-in-hand performance, right? Do you think you would have handled it differently? Um, I think one of the aspects that they share in common is that they have... They as in the MPDA? 
MPDA and also children with dyslexia. Uh, okay. Uh, they share in one part in common is that they have low esteem, that they are not to voice out. Yeah. yeah. So the confident part, which we need to encourage more to speak out, voice out. Yeah. Other than that, I think similar. Some parts are similar. Some parts. Yeah. Some and also the cognitive skills as well. Mm -hmm. Cognitive skills. Because their brains uh, function differently. Yeah. So the pattern. So you have to redo it or practice it more. Yeah. To help them better understanding. Yeah. Nice. Just like MPDA, they have to voice say the word, right? Mm -hmm. Some, some, yes, I think similar. Mm. And in everything that you do, you still uh, have to apply a big chunk of your music skills, right? Because I, I keep imagining if it's uh, like for me working with dementia clients, it's a bit more accessible because I can just have, it's either I bring my own uh, percussion or I would have like household items and play with the clients but for you 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 play violin find a second and yeah yeah play piano yeah. so do you actually like bring your keyboard or bring a not a piano obviously but do you bring your keyboard and your violins around to work with these kids or with the pda no i actually uh downloaded the songs so easier for them to uh, listen Mm -hmm. And also play that as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you don't like play instruments with them? No, not, not really. <laughs> yeah. Which is not a, a big problem. It's just that I'm asking specifically on the methods of your application. So, whether, mm. you know, you're, because some people always say that um, a lot of people in, in society, the general public, they always say like, oh, music therapy is easy. You just play music with the kids. And especially like uh, these kind of kids, you just play a song and then you sing with them. So it's so much easier, right? You don't need music skills. Yeah, so that's why I'm asking like, do you actually apply your music skills? And if so, in what way? I think just singing part more. Mm -hmm. And also, like you mentioned just now, score reading analysis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Score reading analysis. Mm -hmm. So most of the music therapists, they will either use the songs available or they compose their own. Yeah, so that part is also um, we need to like really, how to say? We need to work yeah. on Yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it must be clear that uh, neither of us, uh, Ms. Jingwen here or me, or before this, in, in an episode before this, I, I, I have had my colleague, Ms. Tan Enji, uh, neither of us are music therapists. We are all training under a music therapist, which is Dr. Indra Savaraja of UPM. And it must be clear that everything we do, it's music therapy-based activities not specifically music therapy because it is unethical and it's quite strictly speaking illegal to actually uh, 
just go into public and say, you know, we are music therapy. So we are not. Just to clarify that. Yeah. Yeah. So in everything that you do, right? I did see that um, you were, like you said, you were teaching, and I remember last year or or two years ago, like you were doing like recording. You were helping people with their home recording or something like that. Ah, yeah, that one is for Madam Ang. I mean, Doctor Ang's uh, album. So she has her own album. So I just help to uh, take part in it because she needs people, and then uh-huh. I just help. Yeah. But other than that, I think you. Other other than Madam uh, Doctor Ang's project, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, what's that called? Uh, Doctor Chan. Yeah, Doctor Chan. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has some projects with Sayuri. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he has this fusion that intervention program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's what I took part years ago, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting, you know. She can play the marimba very well. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes for both. Yeah. Yeah. In the episode before, I was talking to Li Peng. About her experiences in jazz, and we actually talked about this. Yes, yes. So, so you know, Sayuri is, yeah, she's special, right? <laughs> yeah. She's a. Uh, she, you worked with her during the years that she was in Bentley. If I'm not mistaken, she did a performance. Or actually, she did two performances in Bentley, right? Like two different years. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In UPM also. Uh huh. I think UPM also two performances. One is in music house, and then the other one is in the, big hall. Yeah. Where the ambassadors come. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and what What about What about that? Did you like Did you like pull out your tips and tricks and and help Sayuri, no. or, or you just <laughs> just just stand behind as a staff and then just watch and then help out. But and then it's interesting as well, uh. You know that when the teacher or the person who helps them educate them very well, she actually can go very very far. You know, yeah. she can improvise, etc. Oh, you feel like amazed, inspired. Yeah, not just imitating, yeah. but actually like applying her own musicality. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. So. Interesting. That's one of the interesting part that I joined years ago, mm. Yeah, I I wouldn't say just to just to just to mention this. I don't think you did nothing lah as a staff. I think you you did what a lot of researchers do. You, you yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, so yeah. like resting time, you write down. La <laughs> no la. <laughs> Uh, just yeah, just just observe because back then we have a lot of uh, lecturers uh, doing their research stuff. Mm-hmm. Like for example, Dr. Indra has her uh, music therapy optimism seminar. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Chen also has uh, his fusion lab with Sayuri project. Oh, no. Yeah, this did 
that's why that time I was like, oh, inspired. I want to become a music therapist because I can like observe and then can like really go in depth with the client, patient, uh, not patient, I mean client. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then Madam Ang has MPDA. Mm. It's like, whoa, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I remember what, what? that you are one of the earlier generations. I don't know if you were the first generation, but you carried out that music care seminar at Bentley in 2015, I think, right? Well, 15. 14, 15. 15. Yeah, 15. yeah. That was specifically 15. for... Uh, oh, okay. I'm just going to try this. I don't know. I think I might be very wrong about this. Like music care seminar. Uh, yes, raising awareness for music and autism. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Actually, the the whole project is called Music Therapy Autism Seminar, UPM Music Cares. Oh, so it was in Bentley. No, no. I mean, you are, you are, you are nearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the topic is that the topic is that yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 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 that one. That's the first project that I encountered with in music therapy. Mm-hmm. The first one. Then after that is music as a catalyst in community, mm-hmm. which is a second round of UPM music class in Help University. That one is. Yeah, yeah. That one was after, I think second year, second year, third year. In help universities. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then Doctor Indra actually invited some lecturers from FSU, Florida mm-hmm. Music University. Um. Yeah. So she invited them come over for uh introducing music therapies. Yeah. At at, at help the one uh, at help university. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and then of course. First generation. I yeah, I wouldn't say I was first generation lah. Just the earlier period lah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And of course, you did join the yeah. Music Hills in 2019, the one that I joined as well. Yeah. So that was the. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. And then Mr. Ang's. I mean, Dr. Ang's project. And then Doctor Chan's project, yeah. So a lot of our projects really like based in music therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's why I'm like, wow, I want to become a music therapist. <laughs> yeah, the direction lah. And you also joined the um, the team in carrying out uh, music therapy based activities under Doctor Indra in Cheras Rehab Center as well, right? Yes, voice rehabilitation project. Yeah. Voice rehab project. Okay. Yeah, that one. I think that's before MPDA. So oh. we went to voice rehabilitation hospital, uh, center, center. Yeah. So that was before Doctor Ang started her project. Mm-hmm. So she was trying out. So we went there, and then we saw a lot of uh, patients. Client clients them, yeah. Then after that, MPDA 
Yeah. So with all these experiences that you have, right, working with dyslexic uh, children, working with people with Parkinson's, people with uh, people that have uh, stroke survivors or TBI survivors, traumatic brain injury survivors in the hospital, Mm-hmm. And uh, carrying out all the seminars, what's your um, what's that one point that you wish you would do? Like you were saying, like, uh, for your master study, you do want to carry out your your masters abroad, but you're trying to find that goal. What what do you think that one population that you want to work with is from all these different experiences that you have? Hmm, I would say I really wanted to try out in the hospital. Hospital for children, elders. Uh, not just children, but like the rehabilitation. I mean the CRH, uh, oh. CRH. Just work with the clients inside. Mm-hmm. Not specifically children, uh. Maybe, uh, older. I mean, uh, no matter it's children or elders. Just work with them. Yeah, I think that's true. It, it doesn't really matter who it is, right? That, that's what you're yeah. saying. You don't have a problem. Ah, okay. Yes. It's fun, you know, when we are doing the group projects together. Yeah. And then Dr. Indra's, what's that called? The, the, the choir from Sudang and Tite came. Uh, U3A. Are you? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, that one brings back memory. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, there is a uh, uh, an elders choir under the U3A, the University of the Third Age. Yeah. So, they are under the U3A organization, and in a lot of works that Dr. Indra carries out, that the students like us actually join these uh, elderly friends. I I think you can call them friends at this point. <laughs> they were yeah, always yeah. tag along. They are like 70, 60, 70, 80-year-old uh, aunties and uncles. And they are the most um, powerful voices when it comes to advocating for music therapy or music in general for elder care. So imagine like 70-year-old, 80-year-old, really active. I think more active than me <laughs> in carrying out music activities. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um... When they started the choir project, choir with under Doctor, I mean Doctor under Doctor Indra, mm-hmm. right? So they actually really like go in depth in music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they even have music theory lessons. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, with with Rachel or something. Rachel. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow, wow, interesting, you know, and then still. Have lots of events outside. Yeah, then choir, karaoke, hiking, etc. Wow, they are very passionate. <laughs> yeah, full of energy. I don't know why. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know from where. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So when we went to CRH, right? Uh-huh. We students are like very. Timid and shy, yeah. like please follow us. But they are like, come on, <laughs> right? Hello, everyone. Like, oh, they are very mm, yeah, best uh, yeah. best candidate. Mm. I I really 
miss. Yeah, I, I really miss like carrying out activities with them, as I'm sure you do as well. Mm, true, true, true. Yeah, so interesting. Mm-hmm. So over four years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So with all that you've learned, right? What What do you think, like, is the best advice? For the newer generations who might be interested in this music therapy field, like mm, maybe try. Okay, maybe try out different populations. Like really, like join a lot of activities, like what we do, and really make sure that oh, this is what I really want to do in music therapy. Find the goal, direction before you really went for music therapies program. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, knew one music therapist who came back two thousand eighteen when Dr. Indra. Hey, I thought it's your batch, right? Yeah, is it, is it the, your batch or the Alexandra? Alexander. Yeah. No, I remember it's a talk in music. I mean, the faculty that did you join? I think you joined, right? I'm pretty sure I joined, but I'm I'm not sure. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, I remember it's a music talk seminar in two thousand nine nineteen or eighteen. I forgot. I think it's nineteen. The one with the FSU, 19. like Dr. Laurie. Ah yes, 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 yeah, yes. That, yes. One, that one I was I was handling also. That was the one that I was yes, yes. the music yes. heals conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I knew one music therapist who just came back from the uh Australia, the Melbourne University. Uh-huh. She is working in Oasis Oasis Oasis. Oasis yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. There's a center there. Yeah. Taiwan, I think. Taiwan. Taiwan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the one you were talking about is um Aikui. That one is from yeah, from New York. She did the oh. Alexandra Technique, uh the physical rehabilitation thing using for specifically uh, for um, musicians or like uh, art students, like Yeah, I thought you were talking uh, about her. Yeah. Oh no, the other one, I think. Yeah. The other one, Kai, Kai Wen. Huh? Yeah. So I just want to share one thing, like you mentioned just now, right? Um, about one thing to go into music therapy. Uh, yeah, actually, I started. I started to teach one private student, which Doctor Indra introduced me. So he's a true. He's a. He's a autism, autistic kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just taught him for half a year. I mean, six months. Uh, around six months. Mm-hmm. Around six months. Yeah. So that's that's the beginning part that I find oh challenging. 
Yes. Yes. And then he's not a kid, you know. He's a I think around teenager, 13, 14. Yeah, it's very hard to control because kids with autism they don't interact very well, especially with strangers. Yeah, and then I have to teach him uh, music. Yeah, so that's that's the part when I, I feel like oh, if I'm the music therapist, maybe I can help him more like this. Yeah, but that's that's the part when I found out that oh, I really don't have much patience or passionate in helping uh, children with special needs. Yeah. Mm. Nice. So yeah. now that you mentioned that, I, I just have to ask an honest question, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because you wanted to work with special needs children, these neurodiverse children, that you went into music therapy? Or is it because you had to join a lot of these activities? You happen to join activities that are music oh. therapy? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just that when it started out in music care autism, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just found out that not necessarily I have to be a teacher. I can be someone that can help everyone. Uh. Mm, yeah. It's like a mission. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Very good mission to have, huh? Yeah, it's like a mission. Yeah. It's not that... Yeah, no, I don't know. Just happens like everything's in music therapy form. <laughs> yeah, that... that... Which, is, which is a good thing because I can know, oh, it's a different world than music education. Yeah, you know? that, that, that's the thing. That's, that's why I asked because uh, some people might think, you chose music therapy not because you chose, but because it chose you. Mm. So yeah, do you think that's that's not true? You it chose you, but also you chose it, or is it really just it chose you and you had no other choice? I still have choices, right? <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's why. That's why. Yeah. 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 Just try different, like step up step out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. yeah all, all the while when all the while all uh, before entering UPM right mm-hmm. I thought that I was becoming a teacher I just want to be a teacher mm-hmm. yeah after that then I realized that I can do something more than that yeah 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 so just like Prof Made he always told us that just step out your comfort zone. Yeah. You will realize that you see a different perspective of the world. Mm-hmm. And then you can try out something that you dare not to try. Mm-hmm. Like composing. Right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried out that yet. But like what you say, like, it's not the same. Like. Mm-hmm. 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 So ladies and gentlemen, uh, oh, before we end, actually, I just have to add that um, Professor Made Mentalhood, he used to teach us uh, a bit of ethnomusicology in UPM, and he was he was from Hawaii, 
and then he came to UPM, and then he transferred in 2018, I think, if I'm not mistaken, to University of a uh, Tainan University in Taiwan. So yeah, as you can see, like uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's normal in a lot of uni uh, music universities that we have a lot of international lecturers. <laughs> oh yeah. I just suddenly remember something <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, about the internship, intern, intern, intern in relation care. Yeah, that uh, we actually intern in relation care, but they send us to different locations. Mm -hmm. So there are three main categories. Uh, one is early intervention program for autistic kids. Yeah. So the other one is. Uh, Small factory, okay. small factory in buildings. Mm -hmm. So teenagers with disabilities like autism or especially for autism and other disabilities, teenagers. Yeah. What I'm talking about is around 20 years above. Oh, okay. Yeah. So adults, they work young adults. adults, working adults, working young adults. So they work there. So we have to uh, observe them and then help them in factory, a small factory, I would say. Yeah, that one is also quite memorable experience. Yeah. yeah. And then the other part is a bumblebee project. Okay, yeah. I, I've heard of it. I, I don't know what it is, but I've heard of it. It's a community-based project where Malaysian Cares uh, proposed to have some toys and games for the low-income families. Mm -hmm. mm. So we actually went there uh, to help them. You know, a lot of uh, kids running, you know. Yeah. yeah, so we will play games there. And after that, let them play because they have they are mostly from low income yeah. families, so they don't have much choice in playing or mm -hmm. books they can read. Yeah, so that one is also interesting part. Mm -hmm. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the topic that we delved into, and you are intrigued by this field of music therapy as we always are the magic word is help as miss jingwen actually mentions that uh the idea is to always help people and we found that using music we are able to help others if you do want to take part in this uh music power to help people you can send us an email about any of the things that we discussed today at aminbot13 at yahoo.com and it's either will reply to you, either I'll get uh, Miss Jingwen to answer on a future episode, or I'll answer to you directly. Thank you so much.